Wings Up, a podcast about FAMU athletics, is here to talk about FAMU in a positive light, what's going on, and always keep you abreast as to the most up-to-date events related to FAMU athletics, whether it's football, basketball, tennis, or even FAMU golf. We're going to talk about it. We're going to bring it up to the light. We're going to share it so that you can brag and tell all your other friends in the swag that FAMU is the greatest school on this side of heaven. I'm Keith Hadley, and I am a graduate of Florida University, and I also run the FAMU Fifth Quarter on Twitter. Like the Twitter page, follow it, and make sure you share it with your friends so that they can keep up to date as to how great FAMU is, so that if they're not a rattler, they can know their kids need to be. Greetings and salutations. This is another episode of Fangs Up here. Hoping all is well with you. I apologize for the late posting of the episode for tonight. Uh, just It's Father's Day. A lot going on. This morning was awesome. And also got to wish my favorite family father happy Father's Day. So happy Father's Day to all those who do listen today. And for those who are not able to wish their favorite father a happy Father's Day. Uh, condolences unto you for whichever reason and if it's just for some other reason hopefully they know that they are or were important to you Uh, today's episode is going to be fairly short we're going to be talking about football a little bit mostly recruiting APR who's the man in the tight end room and inside the Rattlers den we're going to go talk about FAMU and NIL so really short episode today probably not going to take up my normal 30 45 minutes i'll probably end up stretching it out by talking too long on something else anyway though um but fam you got two offers in and our offers were justin bostic he's a 510 180 pound safety he's also listed as a db but if you look at his like personal twitter page it says db slash this 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 whereas if you look at his 247 is just listed as a safety and that, that's that's cool i'm fine with that he go he attends palm beach central high school and he's from west palm beach florida 2023 recruit and that's important fam you continues to need to recruit central and south florida and all parts of the state but especially south florida because that is a hotbed for family recruiting it is also an area where family has traditionally been able to get a lot of students so let, let's hope for Mr. Bostic and for fam, you sake, it turns out well. The other guy that we extend an offer to is Josiah Brown. He's a six foot, 170 pound athlete from Holy Trinity Dioson in Hicksville, New York. He's a four star 2024 athlete. And I'm excited. I want to see what he looks like. Uh, I want to see how much of this was related to Coach Rispress going to the recruiting camp in Pennsylvania near the Poconos, I believe he stated he was at. I want to see what, how does that relate back to him going to that event and everything like that. So we're, we're going to be able to see that FAMU's recruiting efforts continue and FAMU continues to stretch across the country in its search for talent and its search for the best talent, which is what we need. We need to be able to not only get them in, but also get them signed. One of the, things that is good about what's been happening with the recruiting is we've been able to get the recruits in but we haven't been able to sign some of them we saw Alabama A&M sign that big offensive lineman that we were recruiting 
and they also got a receiver as well. But I know we were in on that offensive lineman, and I'm okay with that. I, I'm not overly upset if we're not able to sign some of these athletes, but I, I want as many of them as possible. I, I do understand that there are scholarship limits and things of that nature, but I want us to get as many of those athletes as possible wearing orange and green because we actually, we really need them. We need them coming here and we need them signing and we need them to help build up the brand and build up the quality of product. And it's exciting to see though that those things are happening as far as the students getting recruited, recruited because it gives us a sense of relevancy. That's the word I'm looking for. I, I paused because I, I didn't want to say, um, but it, we're getting a sense of relevancy. There are high school athletes who are seeing that the FAMU brand is worth investing in. And we as alumni have to continue to support that idea, continue to push that for them as well, because let, let's just be honest. We saw the APR rates come out and it didn't look good for FAMU. But at the same point, how much is that is due to the transfer portal and what's taking place there? What is also how much of that is also related to the lack of support staff? Uh, I'm hearing we have two people that are there to support the students academically and all that other information. It's not enough. Not when you have a couple hundred athletes, two people. That seems like we are cutting it a little short. And I'm being very nice by saying a little. I would, I would assume we would at least have twice that. And you're not supposed supposed to assume anything. I would suggest that we at least double that amount of staff to at least four to six just so that it's an even or smaller caseload for people to handle, people to follow. And so that we can find ways to make sure that we increase or raise the APR, because one of the things that I'm not here for, as far as this whole process of shifting athletic directors is stepping back as a fan. I don't want to see that. I don't want to, I don't even want to hear it, but to kind of say, Oh, well, things are looking good. And then we just leave things where they were when Gauthier left. That that means whoever's coming in is just collecting the check. It's not cool. And I don't think whoever is coming in is going to do so. But I am going to say that. Not continuing to build on the foundation that has been laid by others leaves us in a situation where the football stadium gets condemned. Which happened. That's why the stadium is being rebuilt. It's not because we just wanted to do it. It, it had to be done. We, we, we weren't going to have a place to play football. And football is a revenue producing sport. You got to have that. And we got to we got to as a university and a brand continue to support our own and continue to encourage others to come to FAMU and make it seem like it's as awesome as it has been for us. Um, that That's just where I'm at with it right now. But we continue to see these recruiting efforts and they are a good thing for us because you have individuals like myself, like ONG that are shouting people out and that are sharing this information and that are continuing to share this with other individuals. Uh, with that being said, though, y'all, I'm going to take a quick break and we're going to come back in a minute. This is Fangs Up. All right, y'all, welcome back. Let's continue to talk about the APR just a little bit 
as you may or may not have heard, the football APR wasn't good. And the only reason I had to say football was because I've been hearing people just say FAMU's APR wasn't good. And that's that's lazy. Let's just be honest. That's lazy and it's reckless because if a person were doing their due diligence, as Gerald Thomas did in his Democrat article where it says MP- NCA releases APR numbers, how did FAMU and FSU do? He points out that the football team did not do well. He also does the due diligence and gives the effort and time to indicate that the other programs did better. The football team had a 901. The baseball team had a 957. The basketball team had a 974. Basketball team had a 933, not very good. And the softball team had a 975. Which, that's responsible. And it's also responsible considering baseball a lot of times has a lot of people coming in and out of the program just as a sport. But we're not seeing that. Like, FAMU's baseball, fairly consistent. I've seen one or two players try to transfer out. But for the most part, most of the players are staying in the program and they're sticking it out. And that's a good thing. And that's going to be one of the problems we see with football. Because even FSU's football had a 958. That's that's not very good. Like, and so it's a little lazy just to report that FAMU didn't have a good APR when it's FAMU football did not have a good APR and neither did the softball team. They both had pretty subpar APRs when you're considering 950 is the midpoint, 980 is the high end, and for APR, the high end and the goal is 1,000. So everybody is on a 1,000 score or 1,000 point rubric. And FAMU fell short of that as far as for the football team and for all the other sports, as did Florida State. But in particular, the football team was was low. And the idea and the reports have been that we are going to get more people on there as far as more people supporting and helping that. Because in the past, the schools face suspension, but due to COVID, they have relaxed that, which we need that. And According to the article, quote, interim director of athletics, Michael Smith, told the Democrat Wednesday that the department is studying avenues for improving FAMU's most recent director of compliance left for another university job, Lori Goodart. The Rattlers financial aid coordinator is currently serving as the department's interim director for compliance and diversity. This is not new territory for athletics. So we're seeing that. They see that there's a problem, but the reply is, quote, additional staff will be added to the compliance office in the upcoming fiscal year. We're going to make an assessment of what we need to get football over the finish line. Okay, that sounds really good. But if you don't know when the academic and the fiscal year are, then it's a problem. Good thing is the fiscal year is almost over. Thank God for that. We got, what, 11 days, something like that. June 30th is the end of the fiscal year for colleges and universities. So hopefully when we get additional staff, you're not telling me one person. Hopefully it's two or three people that are going to come in there and help these students get their grades straight. That's just the hope. That is the goal. And just so that we can not only recruit good athletes, but graduate them as well. That's part of 
the deal. And when you're considering that APR is calculated over four years, that is the, what needs to be done. And if you missed the spaces where Dr. Kenyatta, Kenyatta Cavill talked about it, you missed a treat. He does really good as far as explaining things. And I definitely appreciate him when he does that because he takes that time to explain things that are very plain and matter of fact to even the most lay of people that may have a problem understanding how things work. So thank you for that. Now we're going to go inside the Rattlers den early. Well, no, we're not. We're actually going to talk about what we were going to talk about in the Rattlers den early. And that is who is the man? Who's the guy in the tight end room to look for? And I'm going to be honest with y'all. I don't have 20 people that, you need to look out in the tight end room. I got two. And that's not because our tight ends aren't good. It's because we don't utilize the tight end a lot. FAMU does not throw to the tight end a lot. Most times, FAMU throws to the running backs. We also run the ball quite a bit this past season, but we, we the running backs, we throw to the wide receivers. I'm sorry. I was, my, my mental skipped a step. We throw to the receivers more than we do to the tight ends. And we use the tight ends quite a bit in the red zone, but they're not every play threats for us. And in fact, if I were a defense, I wouldn't be surprised if I just didn't pay the tight end a lot of attention. And if I was FAMU's offense, I'd use that to my advantage, knowing that none of our quarterbacks really throw to the tight ends quite a bit would be something that I would highlight in the game plan and maybe do a little early to force the linebackers to come up, maybe even the safeties, so that a route can be opened up behind them with maybe a double move or a faster receiver or something like that. Just just an idea. But the guys in the tight end room you need to look for are Kamari Young. He played in 12 games. He had seven catches for 140 yards, but he had four touchdowns. Considering the guy has seven catches, and he scores four touchdowns. He's almost like a Dallas Baker. And if you don't remember, uh, Dallas Baker was a receiver for the University of Florida. And Dallas Baker was nicknamed the touchdown maker. And the saying was, Dallas Baker, all he does is score touchdowns. And some of it was like a line and just to kind of make you pay attention to him. But he scored a lot of touchdowns. <laughs> almost half of Kamari Young's receiver receptions, Kamari Young's receptions were touchdowns over half hmm i would keep an eye on him on the right zone next guy to keep an eye on is kobe gross he's a transfer tight end from fsu okay that's great he transferred from fsu why do you need to pay him attention the dude was a monster before he got to florida state he just didn't play because he got hurt not because he wasn't good he just couldn't get on the field kind of comes in tries to make it work just didn't work out he transfers a fam California kid, watch out for him, y'all, because I really feel like if that guy can get an opportunity, he's 6'1", 245, you might have a problem in, on your hands, and I would even try to use him as a fullback sometimes just to kind of maybe even run like a pistol formation and have him as a fullback that is next to the quarterback or even in some of the goal line formations. I think that's a good idea, just just to give a different look. Like we 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 run a quite a we ran quite a bit of shotgun. Unfortunately, we even ran a shotgun in the red zone, which I hate. I, I'm not gonna lie to you, I'm old school. 
let's let's get a hat on a hat and try to block and see who's better. I, I'm 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 here for it, and I feel like most science families better. I could be biased. I could be wrong, but I feel like if you give us a shoving match, we're probably going to beat a lot of these guys on the line of scrimmage. And especially considering the advent of smaller defensive ends, I think you putting a tight end against some of these smaller defensive ends opens up run lanes, even from the shotgun formation. Having a tight end in there and running towards the tight end, yeah, you're going to have the linebacker there, but even though linebackers are faster than faster than they used to be, most of them aren't faster than the running backs. Just just me thinking out loud. I could be wrong, but it's an idea, and I think it's an idea we should explore. So those are the two guys from the tight end room that you need to look out for. Uh, uh, we're going to see. I got a special guest coming up later this week, so we're going to see. Uh, we, we're working. We're cooking up on something, but – for the tight end room, I may, I may not have a mystery guy for you to be like, hey, look out for it because it's a there's only normally one tight end on the field. And if we get two tight ends on the field at FAMU, it's going to take away some of our speedier positions. And I feel like that's part of the area or space in which we are able to truly have a schematic advantage where it's speed. FAMU's biggest schematic advantage is that a lot of times we're faster than the other team. It's not just that we're bigger, stronger, it's that we're faster. And I want to see with the advent of the transfer portal and what additions have been made at Alabama A&M, look out for them. They, they, they've added a lot of dudes into their program, as well as Jackson State, obviously. Those are going to be the teams that you need to look out for. Cookman's Cookman. They're, they, they, they're, they're rebuilding. I, I don't see a lot to be concerned with from Bethune Cookman, Alabama State, and Alabama A and M. Keep an eye out for, especially A and M. A and M is going to be a team that, if they can get the quarterback right, that may be a team that's going to be worth talking about. So, I'm just saying, keep an eye out for them. Southern's going to be another one, but as far as within our division, Alabama A and M and Jackson State are the two teams that I have two eyes. To me, two eyes of you, I got eyes out on them. All right, so we're going to finish up with our last segment here, and we're going to talk about FAMU and NIL. Just let's get some ideas out here. Let's talk about it. This is Fangs Up. All right, y'all, let's finish the show up. We're going to be finishing up by talking about FAMU and NIL. We recently saw this past week that FAMU athletes went, I believe it was to Atlanta, for in a summit on NIL. And the purpose of the summit was to help the students hopefully learn how to better get NIL opportunities and learn more about NIL. But the outcome was that our students are coming back home and very few of them have NIL deals. And I feel like it's a concern to our students. I, I've I've heard from a student or two that have voiced their opinion saying, Hey, we're out here doing our best for Florida A&M university. We're trying to make the university look good, but at the same point, we ain't got no money to show for it. And it's a valid point. If these students aren't going to make any money, they're not going to come to FAMU. Full stop. Like, I I don't know how else to put it. I, I'm just one of those people. I work hard. I do a lot to help people when I can. 
But at a certain point, bills got to get paid. And I'm not going to do all sorts of things for free all the time. Certain things I need to be compensated for. Like, just being honest, there's only so much nice that can go around because Florida Power and Lights, he don't want to hear he don't want to hear about how nice I am. Georgia Power, don't want to hear how nice I am. Duke Energy, they don't care either. Like, at a certain point, we have to stop expecting people, not just students, to do things out of the good of their own heart and for the best interest of the university, even when it adversely affects them. Because time is money. If these students are paid $10 an hour for their time, which is below minimum wage in many areas, it's better than nothing. And at a certain point, us as small business owners and small businesses have to be able to get behind the students and support them throughout their NIO goals. Uh, I'm not going to lie to y'all. The Fangs Up podcast is not making a bunch of bread. <laughs> like, it ain't. But if it gets to a point where it is, trust and believe, we're going to grab a student and say, hey, coach, give me one student who is an exceptional student athlete and maybe a student who's an exceptional student in the classroom that we can have as our NIL guy. Just saying, it may not be millions of dollars. It may not be hundreds of thousands. It may not be thousands of dollars. It may be a little 50, a hundred dollars a month, but if we're able to make it, we're going to support our athletes. And that's what, we have to get into the habit of doing as a group. And it may come to a point where we need to create our own collectives. I've, I'll say it again. I love the idea of family boosters becoming a collective. I mean, at this point, it's pretty much owned by the university, but something of that nature. Let's ask our fellow HBCUs who've started their own collectives, such as Grambling. How do they do it? But let's go to the next step and go across the street and ask Florida State, how did you do this rising spear thing? Because I'm. mm, I'm not here for the we stay in our lane business and that we only deal with black owned businesses. Because that's not the world we live in. When I go to the grocery store, I can't tell you the last time I went to a black owned grocery store. I can name the last black owned grocery store I went to. I can't tell you the last time I went. It was the Piggly Wiggly in Tallahassee. He supports FAMU a lot. I don't live in Tallahassee anymore. Just saying. Other than my barber, my insurance agent, there's there's not a lot of consistent black owned businesses that are in my pocketbook besides them and i don't consider the church a business but it kind of is i mean church is in my pocket he get his 10 percent. but outside of the church my barber my insurance agent not a lot my financial planner is black he don't want a company though He's, like i'm just saying y'all like we we got to step our game up and we have to find a way to create nil collectives and the reason i point out rising spear is because one, it's working, but two, they have 
different financial levels. All of us can't give you no thousand dollars a month. I got a wife and kids. I'm not doing that. I'm not there right now. When I get there, I'll do it. If I get there, I'll do it. But we need somebody to be able to take the five and ten dollars. Oh, hey, you got an extra five dollars you can give a month. Okay. Hey, can you do a one time donation this one time a year? Give us 50. That's not a lot. No, not at all. But fifty dollars can add up because once you get the fifty fifty dollar heirs to get with the fifty thousand dollar heirs, all of a sudden we can start having hundreds of thousands of dollars to give to these students via the NIL collectives. And the purpose of the NIL collective is just that collect the money and redistribute it to the student athletes. We don't need seven NIL collectives. We don't need that. We need like two, maybe three at the most. Why only two or three? Because if you get more than two or three, it's too many. Because all of a sudden now you've diluted the fund base to where each NIL is only able to raise. You may have one that may raise a million, but then you're going to have two or three that can't get 25,000. No, if you get two, maybe three NILs for FAMU, you can have one that has sees thing one way, another that sees things another way. And that way you can hit the majority of the masses. And within hitting those large numbers, you can be able to have a focused attack and pick a program. You may have one program that doesn't care for football that wants to do more with the Olympic sports. Oh, hey, let's support family track and tennis. And OK, cool. You may have one that only wants to deal with football. That's also good. But we need concerted, focused efforts that are going towards the goal. Because I just gave to the Alumni Association. When they had the 1887 thing, I gave to that. When they have the little pop-up days and they're asking us to give a little less than $20, guess what? I give them the $18.87. And they pool all our money together and we raise a couple hundred thousand dollars and we give it to the university. That's great. That's productive. We should do the same thing for NIL. Just saying, hey, the 1887 athletic fund. Okay. How much do you give? $18.87. Okay. That's great. Is it a lot of money? Absolutely not. Is it a lot less than some other schools may ask? Yeah. Is it what some of y'all are blowing on OnlyFans? Absolutely. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. We're not supposed to talk about that yet. We, we, oops. we don't talk about Bruno. Is that something y'all y'all are blowing on, on a bottle of Jack Daniels? Yeah. Is it what y'all are blowing on Ciroc? Yeah. For less than a bottle of Ciroc, you can support your athletic program. And while you're at the game, go buy a bottle of Ciroc and get turned in. Like, come on, y'all. Like, I'm being somewhat facetious, but I'm also being very serious. For less than what we blow money on playing games on our cell phone, we could have a consistent, competent athletic program that is worth talking about. Because otherwise, the football team is going to be trash again. And it's going to be because we're not able to get the athletes. And if we're not able to get the athletes, I'm just going to be real with y'all. Coach Simmons ain't staying. Like, 
the dude's no dummy. He's a smart guy. If he sees the tea leaves and somebody comes with a better offer and they're investing in a program, come on, y'all. It's just like you working at a job. It's just like you working at McDonald's and you seeing that they don't want to pay the managers and you're the manager. But Wendy's is paying double. Well, guess what? There may be fewer Wendy's than there are McDonald's, but they're paying double. You're going to go to Wendy's. Same thing. FAMU may be paying a decent amount, but the NIL is trash. But guess what? All of a sudden, a Norfolk State comes in here saying, hey, we have NIL money. We have a stadium. We're investing in the product. All these other things. And next thing you know, you're getting passed by a school that mm, doesn't have the tradition you you do. There we go. There was a way to clean that up without being too erudite and too arrogant. We have to find a way to do that, y'all. Even if it's your small business, my small business, giving a little extra $20. How about this? You get us in a room or a platform and let's talk about it. Put it in the FAMU Facebook group or the FAMU Twitter page and put it up there in one of the spaces and say, hey, y'all, let's talk about this NIL and FAMU. What can we do? Who wants to who wants to spearhead it? One of y'all SBI students got to lead us because I'll be honest, I'm a history major. I don't know everything about it and I'm going to fuck it up. Like, I excuse the language, but I'm going to mess it up. Like, I'm I just I don't know a nice way to say it. Like a, in order to properly run a business and do it in a way in which it's going to be successful, you need somebody with either experience or education and in this case i've never run a nonprofit like this so i wouldn't be the best person now i've worked with students i've worked with student athletes i'd, I'd be good at that but putting me over at nil i wouldn't do it find somebody with business business connections business understanding business principles and it's going to go a lot farther and that's just where it's at, y'all, we, as, a, as a group and as a collective, as a fan base, we have to find a way to support this athletic program. And we also have to find a way to give them what they need because the NIL collectives could not just support NIL. They could go and do the, some of the stuff the boosters can't do or the athletics can't do, like continue to help the baseball program. Like, why aren't all of our assistant coaches available to be full-time coaches like that's salary wise why isn't that a thing that that's troubling because florida state's just fired their baseball coach and i'm i'm gonna tell y'all honest jamie shoot's not going to florida state <laughs> i uh, it's not gonna happen now the assistant coach brian henry might i'm just saying he's an fsu alum they're gonna pay him full-time He's young, got a family, roots in Tallahassee now. That's the kind of guy I want in my program. He's doing a lot more with less, and I'm going to pay you full time. And FSU is looking and bringing in Notre Dame's baseball coach. That's the guy they want. Just to be honest with y'all. So the, the whole water cooler talk, yeah, they're trying to take shoot. No, they're not. Because they disrespected the man when he was there. Like, they've been throwing shade at shoot since he was there. He was getting blamed for stuff that wasn't his fault when he was there. They darn sure aren't going to bring him on now. 
Because now the, the same big money boosters that was mad then going to be mad now. And they're going to blame him for the same stuff then that they blame him for now. <laughs> like it's Nothing's going to change. They're going to be mad about the pitching rotation. They're going to be even angrier that now Mike Martin Jr. got fired. Now you bring in another. Like it's 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 just not there. So, but that's where NIL can come in and say, hey, you know what, coach? Let's work to get your talent level up because we, we have a good, pretty good baseball team. We, we have a pretty good baseball team. All things considered, Fanny's baseball team is really good. We don't fund it the way we should, but it's, it's really good considering the way it's funded. An NIL collective could help you get those extra three, four wins. I, a, a strong NIL in the next decade is going to be the difference between winning conference championships and talking about how good you used to be 30 years ago. I, I, I'm just going to make it, I'm going to make it known. I, I've, I've said it on social media. I'll tell y'all again, the next, the next great football program in the state of Florida is in Orlando. It is the university of central Florida. See the UCF or Miami. Miami's got a billion dollar donor. UM is about the size of FAMU. That's not sustainable. FSU's got about 50,000 students, but mm, we'll see what Norvell does. If they give him a chance, UF is UF, but it's still UF, and a lot of black kids don't like Gainesville. Just being real. They get to Gainesville, they stay there a while, a lot of them don't like it. Orlando, everybody loves Orlando. UCF has 70,000 students. And their alumni base is huge and they continuously give back because guess what? They want to be great. It matters to them. And they feel like you're looking over them. I'm just telling you as a person who's married to a UCF grad and who's constantly around it, that's the next big time football program. And we should take some ideas because look at just yesterday. And this is on, I'm recording on Sunday night. I apologize for being so late. McKenzie Milson had an NIL meeting and brought back Dante Culpepper and Blake Bortles, two of the most important athletes in UCF history, were brought back and they auctioned off stuff to raise money for NIL. The whole purpose was to raise money for NIL. So now you have three of the most prominent people in school history that are giving back. And I ain't talking about a, a couple thousand dollars from shoes. And I appreciate y'all. Like, I'm not gonna lie, but th- that's not gonna. That's not a lie. That's not that's not going to move the needle for NIL. That's a great gesture, and it's something that speaks to a need within the athletic program. But I I dare say, and I dare say they probably raised fifteen, twenty, thirty thousand at least. I, I'm being nice. Like I, I I'm just being really nice. So we are going to have to, sorry about that. We are going to have to be in the area of raising 30, 40, $50,000 in order for this stuff to really take place because they have their stuff called the launch program. And FAMU has a program too, but I don't know how much it's, I don't know how much it's doing, to be honest with you, but it's a concerted effort. I'm looking at UCS program and they're literally detailing out why their NIL stuff 
is going to be out there and they're on the cusp and the stuff they're helping students with just saying let's kind of get this model and see what we can take from it and help our students and make this something that SBI helps with because otherwise our students are not going to want to stay the next generation of athlete in a time where they're making money off their name image and likeness is not going to want to go to a school that doesn't allow them to profit from their name image or likeness and if they go to it they're not going to stay they're not going to stay just because it means more it, it, it means more that I went to fam it also means more that I didn't get my master's at fam I got an undergraduate degree from Florida and University I have a master's degree from National Lewis it was convenient it was expedient and even though a family degree would mean more I'm not traveling back and forth to Tallahassee to chase a degree. We can't expect these students to stay at FAMU and miss money in the name of a, of a degree, in, in the main name of pride, do it for the culture. That's cool. But culture don't pay bills. And at a certain point, we got to get that and help our students get there. So the next push for FAMU alumni Let's see who can start an NIL collective and make it make sense. I, I'm going to task one of our fellow people to do that. And maybe even SBI. It would be great to just make that a student student project. Have the students find a way to create an NIL collective. Research it and then see how they can make it viable. Because if you can make that viable, you have a ready-made system for our students and especially if it works you got a feeder program and other things that are there for internships because i truly feel like family should be self-sustaining in all things but that's a whole horse of a different color all right y'all i promised you a short episode and the nil one ran a little long but uh it's important and our students are saying it's important so we have to act and make it a um we have to make it an initiative and something that is very important to us going forward. That being said, y'all, I appreciate you for your time and your efforts. And uh, as always, going to be fangs up.